F it up, fuzzball. More foolish, the fool or the fool who follows it. I'm a Jedi. A Jedi? What do you know? You stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Happy Orson the Joker. Oh, R2, get off. Yes, I have seen the Joker. Uh, Stuart, have you seen the Joker? I have seen the Joker. What is your opinion on <laughs> Terrible film. Rubbish. No, I loved it. Fucking brilliant. So I want to give you a little heart attack then. I thought it was an absolute masterpiece. I was blown away. I really didn't know whether I was going to like it. In fact, I thought I probably would hate it. And I, dis- I ended up disagreeing with myself. Which is always a fun thing to do. I really didn't know what to expect from it. Um, we'd had our conversation in the last one about everyone trying to say, oh, it's going to be really horrible for people that have got problems and whatnot. But I just sort of felt uncomfortable watching it because of how well he played it. Oh, it was so it was so creepy. The whole thing was that had sort of this this feeling of queasiness of uneasiness yeah with the whole thing and then and then as as the um the scenes played out and the story yeah. played out we, we we realized that we were fucking right yeah um we've become very accustomed to violence in movies um this took you back to the early tarantino in my eyes where it although the violence didn't happen you know crazy it when it did happen it was really jolting and you know, something that Tarantino's forgotten that he used to be able to, you know, direct decent movies. Um, not well, okay. a new one, I admit, but there you go. Dude, is it, is it the bit with the... Was it the end? Has he got scissors or has he got a knife or something? And he nails the guy in the face oh. with, with, his little, with his little British guy. Yeah, straight, straight through the neck. Jeez, then, fuck me, I was not expecting that bit. And then just... And then the, the wonderful, wonderful, hilarious part, which I thought, you know, so darkly hilarious, where... The poor guy can't reach, can't reach, can't reach the door. Yeah. The <laughs> and also he goes as he walks past. And <laughs> just thought that was brilliant, absolutely. That's spot on Joker for me. Yeah. Um, and the Joker didn't appear until the last twenty minutes of the film. Yeah, no, exactly. Didn't actually see the whole sort of uh, makeup, full on, full on costume. And his his body, the the way he moved after he. I, we, I, I take it we're talking spoilers here as we've just put we're a major spoiler yeah. um, You know, yeah, the, you after he kills the first the first three guys, the way there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of slow walking shots away from the camera, which you probably all noticed, and you see how his body is and how he walks and he's sort of you know his stance, and then after he kills those first three guys, his stance changes. Yes, and he kind of becomes more upright. And yep. that happens a, a, several times during the film, that he, he physically changes. Not just, you know, it's not just a, an emotional thing or the, the way the character changes. He actually, is, his body changes. It's unbelievable. Um, such a, a, it, it, it doesn't just deserve every Oscar next year. It deserves every Oscar until they stop giving out Oscars. I mean, even the music as well. That scene, oh. 
the scene where he's, walk, where he's walking down the um, corridor to that girl's place. Yeah. Uh, it just it gave me goosebumps. Yeah. The music the music was super <laughs> sublime. Well, it's like you said about his, his movement. The first kill he does on the um, uh, subway train. Yeah. When he stands in front of the mirror and starts to move, that dance thing. Yeah. It kind of comes from Ooh. nowhere. I, I'm, my literally, I was going, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, as a character piece, it's second to none I've ever seen. I mean, people are going to me. It's not as good as Taxi Driver. No, it absolutely wipes the floor with De Niro's fucking um, oh, character piece, Taxi Driver. That's that's a bold statement. No, no, it does that as, as a bold piece. statement. No, I, as, I, na- I, as an actor, I've never seen a better acting piece ever. I think the only way, I mean, I, I think Taxi Driver is one of the most amazing pieces of cinema. And I only think, I think the only way the Joker could have, A, Joker as a film could have been better. Um, and B would have beaten Taxi Driver is if the film was called Arthur and we didn't know that he was going to turn into the Joker until the last 20 minutes of the film. And but that's what made... Oh, wow, I didn't realise that. But that's what made it perfect for me. I mean, I, I love the fact that there's certain points in the film where it did, did reference Batman, but very subtly. Well, not actually very subtly, but it oh, was very referenced. Smashing your face with the, um, with the pearl dropping, that bit I loved. But yeah. They, they didn't need to do that. But it was a nice nod back to, hang on, this is a DC film. Because it didn't feel like one. It didn't no, feel like I'm, a comic book film at all. I mean, that that, that, that bit when he's with the gates with uh, uh, Bruce Wayne, just making his, putting his face up and smile. Yeah. It's such a beautiful little weird, <clears throat> comfortable moment. Everything about it has got a stroke of genius to it. Like, like I said, the, the fact that the soundtrack's brilliant, the acting's phenomenal. Um... I can't, so, I can't, I can't find a flaw in it. Literally, I can't I, find a flaw in that film. The only flaw that I would give it is its um, connection to the Batman universe. Um, in that, if they do make a sequel, and I really hope they do, um, I don't. How, how? Oh no, I, I really do. I really think we need another one. How, I never, how I never want to see be, him again. You what say? So I never want to see him again. I think that's it. I think that's a perfect film. Just leave really? it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, I'd, lo- I'd love to see him against the bat. I'd love to see this as a trilogy where they do a um, one with a Batman early on. He's escaped from Arkham. They have a, a, a big thing because of obviously his father died. This that the other. Mm. And then they finish it with a, a proper full on the Killing Joke. There was a lot of killing joke in there, weren't there? I mean, the the end uh, piece with yeah. on the game show that was killing joke, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. It, it was just it was so pitch perfect. I couldn't fault it. Yeah. More more the fact that you get dragged into it, and at first first like fifteen minutes they're going, Jesus Christ! But then you kind of like I don't know what it is. I don't agree at all with this where, where people are going oh it's a there's no threat there in terms of people have shootings whatever it is or a call to the insults yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 kind of political thing at all not at all the character piece is so strong on its own mm. and the way reference reference the, the actual source material I, honestly the last 10 years i've not seen a film like it i walked out with my my jaw dropped going yeah 
what the fuck, man? I mean, I, there could be a criticism where it should end when he's on. I don't know, spoilers. He could end on the car, which is probably the perfect place to end it. Don't you think that's a complete fantasy sequence, though? Yeah, but again, though, after thinking about it, that little scene at the end was perfect for it as well. It was probably even even better the way that little scene at the yeah. end works. Um, like a lot of people picked up the clock. Um, never changes, so it's probably all fancy anyway. Yeah, there's changes in his. The, he, he looks. He looks older. Yeah, yeah, and the laugh changes was, apparently as well. So it's um, laugh completely. Which, which brings me back to another point I was going to make. If they do do a sequel, how are they going to tie it with Black uh, with Batman being, um, you know, ten years old? He would yeah. if he's if he's as old as the actor is. So he's in his mid forties. He would mm-hmm. be around about seventy five by the time that you know he, he, he finally squares off against Batman. <laughs> I think it's that, okay, Mika. Gone, Kaufman. <laughs> Well, I think I think one of two things: either he's a lot, he's supposed to be a lot younger than he looks, or the whole Bruce Wayne thing is a once again a fantasy of him going to see Bruce Wayne, going to you know to to uh, face off against him as a child. The fact that he's mm. his younger brother, younger brother by a long, long you know what you know, say thirty-five years. Mm. Um, I'm just wondering whether that, you know, that that will come into it, that the play into it, that he he was actually, you know, Bruce Wayne was a lot older, and it was just a complete fantasy. Yeah, I mean, as well as that, I think the whole film was, I was very highly politicised, but in a very subtle way. That's just attacked me. Shit. Ow. Sorry. Yes. And I know there's a lot of people said about, you know, the way it portrays somebody with uh, <laughs> mental health issues. God, this is getting serious, isn't it? Um, but the way it portrays people no. with mental health issues, they're going to, you know, they may be ostracised more because people are going to, you know, see that. And I, I, as, as, and I will happily say this, as somebody who's suffered with mental health issues now for about 15 years, I, I don't agree with that at all. I really mm. don't. Um, it's, um, you know... It's made us look cool. No, no, that's really bad. No, no, I no, think... no, 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 Perfect for what it was. He wasn't glorified in any way, and you know. No, he becomes a bastard. He, yeah, yeah. He starts off as a, he's a sad but, little mommy's boy, basically. Yeah, but a product of environment, wasn't it? Um, you know, through various reasons. I'm not sure. I'm, I was okay with the way they treated um, uh, Thomas Wayne as a, as a, a bit of a shit. But then again, I love that. You know, I love the fact he was, that he was the sort of Donald Trump character, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, he was the one percent, wasn't he? You know, yeah. I, I can solve your problems with all my money, and people are literally kind of just living in shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, even like it was very um, visual and obvious, like the trash thing, you know, the, the rats and you know, literally. Yeah, yeah, I remember growing up through a time when that happened in the UK, you know. But it was, it was very, very, very much like very obvious. Going, we are living in shit. Um, it's it says Paul is going to go over to the. Bloody seventies, do things like that, and that's you know same as yeah. way. Yeah, I'll solve this by throwing money at it. Yeah, but again, I don't think it's a very political movie. But <coughs> it, 
it's just very. Don't sub- you? I think it's a really political movie. It is, but very subtly. You know, it's not in your face. You know. Oh, it's incredibly well done, and I think probably you're right. Probably nine. No, I don't know, put a percentage on it, but eighty percent, say eighty percent, eighty percent of people who watch it wouldn't even notice it. No, no, exactly. No, agree, I, exactly. I was with my mate and his thirteen-year-old son, mm. and I said to him afterwards, "I went, what did you think?" Well, just know it's a fifteen certificate, so it shouldn't be in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we smuggled him in. He's about <laughs> six foot two, so it doesn't matter. Um, no one batted an eye. So yeah, um, and he went, "Yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant." Mm. Um, and I was like, didn't you mind that there weren't lots of action sequences? He was like, no, because it was great. I mean, I mean, to be like I said, it reminds me of Tax Driver and the vibe they gave the 70s, even like the old Warner Brothers sign. Um, mm, I love that bit. Yeah, it had everything. Oh. I mean, it was just subtle. The whole piece was subtle. What I, what I find fascinating in terms of filmmaking, that it was like you were watching the characters develop over the course of two hours. Yeah. And forget about his mental health issues or, the, or being the Joker or whatever else. He's watching the character being going from A to B and developed to be somebody else. And that's yeah. fascinating. I'd like to know what it was shot on as well, because it, it was definitely filmed, felt more film than digital. No, that was, that was done in post, that, mate. That, that was shot in an Arri or a, a Red. Yeah. That was done in post, yeah. Definitely. It, it, post, it did yeah. feel to me, there was there was shots in it that reminded me of things like uh, the first Rocky movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, things like, you know, it was beautiful, big, wide-angle, sort of desolate, beautifully lit, you know, shots that you can take so much in. Mm. Uh, now, I, I, I just want to go and see it again. I'm really yeah. I'm desperate I mean, to. Things are in, in the future now. I mean, I read the article in Empire magazine mm. where that Todd Phillips said like it was a dark universe. So Joker was one. So basically, he's made Joker for sixty million, I think it was, or fifty million. Oh God, yeah, it's really cheap, cheap. Yeah. yeah. And now it's made a billion so far. That's hit a billion dollars. Really? Does he hit the bill? Nearly. Yeah, it's not far from bill. Um. I went so, morning and the cinema was packed. No, I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's going to be a dark universe now. So, obviously, you think that Warner Brothers are going, okay, we've spent like a 60 million, mm. made uh, <laughs> a billion, I think. Um, they're going to go to Todd Phillips and go, like, where you got next? Two-Face next? Well, there yeah. is talk of a sequel. Todd Phillips has said it as well. So, you know, maybe. No, it's really, it's really... I, don't, I, I just hope they don't chuck shit loads of money at it. No, I don't think they will. His original pitch was to Warner Brothers, and they were so dicey about doing the first one. Mm. I want to do a DC Dark Universe, and it'll be separate characters. Oh, okay. But it was Warner Brothers, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, DC. Yeah, Warner Brothers and uh, DC. But he said, I want to do cheap movies with great actors. Oh, right, sorry. And I'm not going to go over the fucking... uh, do something stupid with it, and they all went, ain't gonna work, mate. Yeah, because everyone was basically all shitload of money like Marvel have done. I was like, well, no, you don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah well, you know, maybe, maybe they finally got it right because I think they found their place, though. Shit. I mean, that's maybe their place. Their place is to do something different. They can't compete in Marvel, they can't do just Lee, they can't do Ackerman, apart from Wonder Woman, which you know. But, um, I must admit, I did enjoy Wonder Woman. I tried to watch Aquaman the other day and I got about 40 minutes into it. 
Yeah, I'll get that. Well, I think maybe DC's place in this comic book universe. Um, well, uh, I think their place for this one is you've got to know that Joker and Batman are dark and go with that route. Don't, yeah. don't try and make Batman with nipples. I know Joel Schumacher did and it was wanky, but... <clears throat> No, I think, I think you're right. I think what DC probably learnt of this is that, right, leave Marvel to do Marvel. We can, be, we can be the graphic novel version of adult. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can be and make a billion dollars. It doesn't have to be fucking, mm. you know. Uh, I think I think also maybe audiences are craving it for a little bit more of a story. Oh, definitely. Story. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, there's been this whole thing with Scorsese and Coppola. And ah, fuck another, off. Fuck them all, another, another another fella tonight had come out and said, you know, he agrees. Um, and I, you know, I think I think they 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 they're right in a way, but they're also wrong, and maybe they don't. And and maybe you know, a film when they were starting, when that you know, late sixties, early seventies, film could be about, you know, uh, telling. Telling the story and people learning from it and sort of getting stuff from it. It was a piece of art. Mm. Um, but they probably didn't realise the amount of shit that was still being sold and people going to watch at the same time as their films were. I've got to be it honest. Just that happened, their films were in the in the spotlight and they did really well. Um, the Marvel films, I think, have been... Yes, they are popcorn, but they're popcorn made in a completely brilliant way. But they're still film and still important. I've got. To, I'm gonna have a massive rap now. Give me two minutes. Right. Breathe. No Think before you speak. Yeah. <laughs> um. If it's about us in New Zealand. No. Bang, baby. No. I've, I've I've kind of offended what Scorsese said and also Coppola said. Okay. Because yes, because, because they're. I won't interrupt. No no no. You no, can feel free. no feel free. Honestly, just go for it, James. And then I found guys. Have you started? I, I, oh, God, just <laughs> get on with it, will you? Wednesday. Ask them for our weapons. Right. Here comes my rant. <laughs> rant number one. Hmm. I get things like we're being played by these people because they're after publicity for their own movies. So <laughs> Coppola is trying to get a massive sci-fi movie made that nobody will fucking touch the barge pole. Uh, Scorsese's got a um, his Netflix film, and also which is supposed to be amazing. Yeah, but it's still using technology that Marvel created. That, that yes, well, cool. oh, good point there. Good yeah. point, sir. Um, so as soon as some guy goes, I tell you what, it's not movies. They get pressed for their film. I'm not being nasty, but I'm being very cynical. Mm. If you're trying to promote a film to sell to anybody or get people to watch it, you say so kind of like very much. Uh, okay, uh, what's the guy? This is the shittest rant I've ever heard, by the way. You know, this is nothing like me talking about space monkey dogs. Right, I'll go in a rant in a bit, but I think, <laughs> I think no, I find it very. Just get on his horse, come on. No, they're playing to the, <laughs> they're playing to the studio system themselves, which is kind of very. We're being played what they're saying. You know, they're sitting there doing interviews going, well, nobody wants to see my independent film because all these bloody big movies, but please make that a soundbite and put it in the papers. They know what they're doing. They've been in the trade for so fucking long. They know what they're doing. They're there to promote their own movies themselves. They're made by massive studios. You can't make a film without a massive studio, which is Money Men. 
you don't see Scorsese, you don't see um, Coppola making any fucking film without lots of money behind it. They don't make films themselves like Lucas did. He funded it himself personally, which I've got some admiration for Lucas. They're there promoting their own film by slagging off Marvel to create a story. So give me fucking bullshit, you fucking care bollocks about it. The fact is, again, well, Marvel shit, nobody wants to watch my fucking film, but please watch my film because I'm making a sta- story statement based on that kind of very much going, please look at me, bollocks. And I love them all as filmmakers, but they're playing the same game that's going back to the 50s, 60s, 70s about bringing Trashy movies. Yeah, yeah based publicity for your own film. I mean, the, the biggest person to do it is probably um, not trashing films, but. Um, self-promotion is um kevin smith he, but he admits he goes I'm, I'm a i'm a promoter i'm roger corman you know what i mean i am roger corman i'm constantly roger corman i'm promoting my own shit over anything yeah uh, i mean we had i think we had other people before kevin smith as well you know yeah i mean back, corman back, back all the, the time yeah with, um, ed wood and, yeah you know they made these terrible terrible movies and and oh, oh, the, the, the king the, the absolute king, and I'm saying the three or four times, because I'm trying to remember his name, Roger Corman. Yeah, Roger Corman, yeah. Um, you know, and then you got like Herschel Borden Lewis in the in the 60s, and um, uh, Larry Kaufman, Larry Kaufman from Troma. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, not Larry Kaufman, it's. Uh, yeah, what's his name? I've met him, I've met him twice, I shouldn't really remember his name. Okay. Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd yeah, Kaufman. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and the, he literally. I mean, the guy's in his 70s, I think, and he just spends 356 days on the road. Self-promoting. his films. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that, that it was born into this, oh, we'll get a news interview because it's Scorsese or, or a Coppola. They're playing the same game that they did back in the 50s and 60s again, like, yeah. well, my film's out soon, and I hate this. And yeah. don't be pulled to the fact, like, because they're... Um, pioneers of cinema or they're playing the same game that is that everyone's done for years and years and that's my rant i think you should mic drop laugh it up fuzzball <laughs> who's the more foolish the fool or the fool who follows it i'm a jedi a jedi what do you know Stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. 